Hey everyone, and welcome to the God and My Girlfriends podcast, where we talk about how to nurture the most important relationships in our lives, our relationships with God, our friends, and with ourselves. So join us, won't you? Hey everybody, it's Marsha, and it's Monday, June the 14th. June the 14th. Guys, how is it this year is flying by so quickly? Unbelievable. It's going to be halfway over before we know it. Um, yeah. And, and we're actually into eight weeks of this little podcast already. This is week eight. I can't believe it. It feels like we just started. Um, it's been so fun. For those of you that have been listening and on this little journey with me, I appreciate it so much. I love running into people and having them say, hey, I've been listening to your podcast because it's so much fun to put together. Like, seriously, for me, it has been a joy to get to talk with all of my guests. I've learned so much already from my guests this year. I hope you guys have too. I know you have because you guys have been letting us know. And that's so awesome. Um, And I have to say too, couple of you guys were an answer to prayer last week a couple of donations came into the ministry for the podcast and it was perfect timing I won't go into it but perfect timing and it just meant so much that you thought enough of the work we're doing here that you donated to help us with the expenses uh, that we have to put this on so thank you thank you thank you anyone else that wants to donate you can go to um, the God and My Girlfriends online.com website. That's God and My Girlfriends online.com. And there's a donate page. It's easy. You can donate right through PayPal. And um, you're going to need to know about that anyway, because, like I said, with the year flying by so quickly, we will be doing. Um, We'll be doing some fundraising soon for our Single Mamas Christmas Fund. Last year, we blessed one single mama, and several of you were on board with me with that. And it was just so fun to bless this sweet, deserving young single mom. And this year, I'm hoping to find two single mamas out there. So if any of you know a single mom, that you'd like to make me aware of, that you'd like to um, possibly bless with our Single Mama's Christmas Fund, y'all let me know. Please message me. You can message me on the website or any of our socials. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, so before I introduce our guest for this week, who you guys are just going to love, I'll just tell you that right now. Um, Someone else I really love, and I know a lot of you guys listen to as well, is Brene Brown. She's fabulous. And I remember last year listening to one of her podcasts, and she was talking about the TFTs. Well, yeah, TFT stands for the Terrible First Times. Um And she was talking about how so many of us, especially with like technology, are having to learn new things and how when we have to learn it the first time, it can be awful. Just digging in and learning new technology. I am technologically challenged 
I can't even say it right. Technologically. Is that right? I think so. Anyway, so she calls them the TFTs. Actually, she calls them the FFTs. (laughs) But since we might have little ears listening today, we will call them the TFTs for our our purposes. The terrible first times. And, you know, as technology started getting more and more rampant in our society and more and more needed in our life, I think many of you, like me, just kind of jumped in without a plan, like no plan. And, you know, at first it was like, oh, we've got email. And then it was like, oh, now we have to text. And then we have instant messenger and all of these different ways to communicate. And then people are sending files to my computer. And pretty soon I found myself in a huge mess and didn't know how to get out of it. I don't know about you guys, but like even just trying to find a photo on my phone, like somebody says something like, oh, let me see a picture of Charlotte, you know, and then I think of this really cute picture I took of her a couple of months ago. And so then I have to try to spend like 10 minutes scrolling through all the pictures on my phone just to find that one picture of Charlotte I want to show everybody. I am a disorganized digital mess. I'll just tell you that right now. Maybe you guys feel the same way. It's like somebody uh, booked me for something and I can't remember. I want to go back and go, what time was I supposed to be there? I can't remember if it was, if it was, they messaged me about it on email or if it was a text message or if it was a Facebook instant messenger or how they contacted me. I'll spend hours, literally, like trying to track down stuff, digital stuff on my phone or on my computer. If you guys can relate to this, then you are going to love our guest today, Irene Williams. Irene and I met several years ago when we both attended the same church, and our paths have crossed a few different times over the years. Um, We reconnected recently, and when she told me what she had been busy creating, I was fascinated. You see, Irene found herself in that same digital overload, overwhelm mess that I've been in. And she said she had over 10,000 phone photos, four email accounts with tens of thousands of messages, dozens of social accounts between her personal and professional life. And she was just overwhelmed. Now, Irene owns her own business. She's actually a digital marketing expert. That's what she does. She owns her own digital marketing firm. And so she desperately needed to develop a system to work for her personally. So she she put together this whole system to help her declutter, organize, and manage her own digital life. And then the solution she created proved to be so effective and sustainable that she decided to put it all together and bring her system to the world, to all of us, through content, coaching, and a brand new online course, which is called Declutter Your Digital Life. This course addresses all aspects of digital life from email, social media, phone use, photos, files, even virtual meetings, which a lot of us are having to get used to these days. So I I think you guys are going to learn a lot from her today. Um, not only does she 
run her own business, but she speaks at national conferences. She's an author, and she's a contributing writer for several trade publications. One of the things I wanted to do with this podcast is shine the spotlight on women who I think are just out in the world, like kicking it, using their gifts and their skills to make other people's lives easier. And Irene is definitely doing that. So y'all get ready to get your lives in order and enjoy this awesome conversation I had with my friend, Irene Williams. Hi, Irene. Welcome Hello. to the podcast. You know, I'm so happy to be here. Oh, what man. An honor. Oh, it's an honor for me. I've been really looking forward to our conversation. Every time we talk, full disclosure, everyone, we, Irene and I have been talking for about 30 minutes before I hit the record button because we just talk because yes. we just have so much in common. And I, I appreciate you so much and um, everything that you share. Um, we're on a lot of the similar journeys and I oh, such good conversation. So yeah, great. yeah, yeah. So I just got through telling everyone a little bit about what you do, all the many things that you do, but I always like to start the podcast with the same question for everyone, just give you an opportunity to share a little bit. So the question is, what is one thing that you would like our listeners to know about you about Irene? Yes. Well, I appreciate I had a heads up on this question. <laughs> I know you do this at the start of each episode. And the one thing that comes to mind is that I love birds. I'm a bird nerd. A bird and nerd. I'm a major bird nerd. And the I reason is that. the one thing I wanted to mention is because my love of birds tells a bit of a story of me in that I learned to love birds in first grade because of my first grade teacher, Mrs. Walker. She liked birds and she would throughout the year have us color um, pictures of songbirds, birds that were common in the area where we lived. And so I obviously had an interest because every bird that she introduced us to, I've known since first grade. And Mrs. Walker was an amazing, she is, she's 101 years old oh as we're recording goodness. this. And she retired right after she taught me. She, her school was in her house and it was only kindergarten and first grade. And she actually moved me up from kindergarten oh. to first grade because of my drawing skills and my <laughs> language skills. Thank you very Congratulations. much. <laughs> and so then she was just, and it was a tiny class and she really paid attention to us. And so my whole life loving birds also reminds me of the blessing of a great foundation. I learned to love school while I learned to love birds. I learned to respect wonderful teachers who get you and those don't happen every school year. And then in my adult life, I found her. She you did I reconnected with Mrs. Walker. And I even went to see her last year and um, she's precious. She is like Mr. Rogers female version is the best way for you to understand. So oh. long story to say, I love birds. It's because of Mrs. Walker and she represents so many wonderful things in my life. So that is precious. Oh my goodness. Where, <laughs> where was it? Where did you grow up? I was born in Hickory, North Carolina. 
So that was in North Carolina and it's starting in third grade. My dad got transferred to Texas. So I did most of my growing up in Texas, went to Baylor university Mm. in Waco, Texas, um, and then started my adult life after a bit of drama that I shan't bore you with now um, in Nashville. I moved to Nashville. Um, we all really, had drama, friend. You know, we all had that launched me here. But so going to visit Mrs. Walker is going back to North Carolina. I bet that made her day for you to come back and see her. Uh, she So I found her, um, gosh, golly, that was like 12 years ago. Um, So there was less info on the internet 12 years ago. And so I had to Google, Google, Google. And I found one of her sons on on a message board and I messaged him out of nowhere. And I was like, I think your mom was my teacher. And is she still here for me to visit? Because I knew she had retired right after she taught my class. She taught only one more year after me. So she was at retirement age back then you know, because that was a while ago that I was in first grade. And um, she was, and she was, she remembered me. And so we, my husband and I, for my birthday, drove to Hickory, the town of my birth. And she greeted me with a cake with the school logo. And she she did not. Oh, she had had a cake made with the school logo. It's called Jack and Jill School. And she had her scrapbooks where she had things I had made for her as well as other children. Of course, she just loved her children so much. And it was the most precious, amazing, magical reunion. It was beyond description. I mean, like I'll, it's one of the gifts I will always hold in my heart. And then we stayed in touch. Then life happens and we kind of fell out of touch. And so just last year at her being a hundred years of age, I went for another visit And um, she's as uh, actually in terms of long-term memory, as spunky as ever, she might not remember what was for breakfast, but she can tell me all about our first grade class. Yeah. And I had a t-shirt made with the logo, (laughs) you know, so she was just, she's bringing tears to my eyes. It's, it's, she's amazing. And this past trip, I realized to also be thankful to my mom who paid a lot of attention to me as her daughter that she knew to put me in that special little school mm. that would fit me so well. Cause she mom picked well, Mrs. Walker was amazing. And that is one example of, I'm so thankful for the very good foundation of my life. Well, my dad was a school teacher and I know that he, nothing thrilled him more than to hear from a former student, you know, that, remembered him and would come out of the woodwork to tell him this is making me cry tell you know just to tell him how much he meant to them at a certain time because my dad was one of those teachers he taught Spanish but he taught life you know Mm -hmm. he was one of those teachers that I could never walk into his office that there wasn't several of his students just hanging out they just wanted Mm -hmm. to like learn from Dr. Ramirez and so um you know, when he got older, I, he was never on, on the internet and, uh, and he and mom were always kind of like amazed at the whole thing. They're like, what, how did they find you? And I'm like, Facebook. But <laughs> I, I would hear from several of his students that would say, you know, I'm trying to find your dad. Is he still alive? He meant so much to me. So I know that you, that must've just meant the world to her for you to take the time to reach out to her. What a sweet story. Oh, yes. So there's my birds to Mrs. Walker story. 
<laughs> okay. Well, and one, one other quick thing before we get into what we're really here to talk about today. Um, we can't go on without mentioning your awesome husband, JP. How's he doing? He's great. He's wonderful. My husband, for those who do not know, he's a very talented performing songwriter. And now he is, and he's had, you know, some success with that. He had a three week number one and got to play the Grand Ole Opry, a solo performance. You know, like he checked off all the Nashville boxes and then he was like, what's next? And so now he's getting certified as a life coach. And, you know, some folks that have come to him are like, wanting to pursue songwriting and really struggling with how do you balance everyday life with a desire of that nature. And mm. if anybody can address that, it is my husband and just, know. you know, help people find their own answers. You, know, you can't uh, figure it out for them, but he's on a great path. That's so awesome. I, I love him. And I, I, I think the last time maybe that you and I saw each other face to face was when your husband and I, we were all at, we were doing Home by Dark, which is a singer-songwriters um, series in Atlanta, outside of Atlanta. And JP was one of the featured songwriters. And you and I were singing background together. We sure were. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that Every was now so and then fun. I get to do what for my husband. That's with, kind of fun. With Carol and Vanessa, and which Carol's going to be on the podcast soon. So I'm looking forward oh, to that. That is going to be amazing. I know. I oh. I know. I know. I can't wait. She's fantastic. So is Vanessa. Love those ladies so much. They are beautiful human beings. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to get to this. So I'm going to start off, if you don't mind, I want to read just a bit off of your website. Okay. okay. So on your website, it says, if you had told me several years ago that I would one day have a website guiding people on how to digitally declutter their lives, never worry about weight again, and overcome the business and life issues that are holding them back, I'd have laughed and laughed. Back then, I was on autopilot. I always felt overwhelmed as an independent business owner. I constantly wasted time digging through emails, searching thousands of phone photos to find what I needed. I was stuck in a nearly lifelong battle with the same 15 pounds, yo-yoing between confidence in my cute clothes and self-loathing in stretch pants. As penance for incomplete projects, I denied myself time off no vacations, not even allowance for daily neighborhood walks. I tethered myself to the computer keyboard to work, work, work. I was the meanest boss I'd ever had. Come to think of it, I was a pretty awful friend to myself too. Wow, that just slayed me. I read that and I was like, holy moly, I have lived that. I have lived that. I can't tell you how many times, how many years we've gone not taking vacations because my husband and I are both self-employed mm -hmm. and we both hadn't, you know, we didn't have good boundaries with our work time versus our living time. And a lot of times because of disorganization, it just created even more problems. And, um, so I'm thinking that that's sort of the beginning of your backstory as to what started this course. So can you pick up the story from there? Absolutely. Yes. So I shared that because I know I'm not alone in you feeling like that. Yeah. And after many years in the working world to think that the meanest boss I'd ever had was my own self, ugh, 
It's no. a harsh reality. So yeah. yes. Yeah. And so what led me to writing that content for that page on my God bless it website was <laughs> back journey if you will, to the year 2016. Um, that was the year my mom was not well. I didn't fully realize it, but she was dying. I had moved her from North Carolina to Nashville to be in assisted living. I was um, at that point many years into owning my own business. I have worked from home for at the time we're recording this over 20 years. So I had been home-based even back then for a long time. So that was not unusual, but suddenly my mom's not well, I'm the administrator of her entire life. And I was already in disorganization and overwhelmed with my business because my business had grown and gone well and it had grown so rapidly. I didn't have systems in place to manage it. So you add the layer of the mama drama and I was sinking. I was sinking and I didn't even really quite realize it. So that entire year, 2016, I, I tell friends who struggled through 2020 for many obvious reasons that 2016 was my 2020. That was a very hard year for me on many levels. Um, so by the time my mom passed away in October of that year and in early 2017, one day I'm sitting trying to work and I realize I'm getting nothing done because I don't even want to look at my email inbox. Um, not because I'm melancholy over my mom's death, though that surely was lingering. It was really that I was just in a state of complete overwhelm with the load of stuff that had gotten, that was bad already and had accumulated to nearly an archaeological dig by the time I got through the year with my mom. Wow. And I thought, it's make or break. I have to deal with this. And so in survival mode, I hit pause on any new emails and new work coming in. And I was like, I've got to tackle this. So I started on my email inbox and I didn't back then, I didn't realize I was doing a thing. I was just trying to get organized and survive so that I could keep my business alive and my sanity intact. But I was creating a thing. I actually developed a system that, I mean, that was 2017. And here at the time we're recording this, it's 2021. And I have never been cluttered digitally. I've never been overwhelmed by my social media. Um, and my mobile technology use has all been in check since that time. And that sounds so overly simplified, I know. But what happened was it was not just a process of cleaning out. It was changing how I think about digital social mobile technology and my relationship with it and taking the lead in how I manage it instead of letting it manage me. Very different. Mm. So there, <laughs> there's the next story. Wow. So yeah. And I think a lot of times, whatever it is, when we hit something in life and we're like, this isn't working for me anymore. It is, it's a, it's a, switch in your brain that happens, right? Yes. Um, but then we, even though we can think, okay, I need to make a, ch a choice. I need to make a change. Then it's like, well, how, what is the next step? How can we make that change? So, right. Um, you, you realize you need to make a change. So you started implementing things in your own life 
but Correct. you probably didn't think at the time that it was going to be like shared at this broad level, right? Exactly. So as I went through this to backtrack very quickly in during the year of my mom's um, decline, I did step, that was an election year, if you might recall, oh, 2016. Yeah. So I social remember. media <laughs> became very volatile and I had enough drama in my own life. So mm -hmm. I had made a natural step back from a lot of my personal social media use, just functionally for my own mental health. I will say, I don't know that we've said this out loud thus far in this interview, but I run a digital marketing agency, like 75 to 85% of how I derive my income yeah. is helping clients with their social media marketing. <laughs> so I couldn't step away entirely, but I had, I had made a bit of a journey to at least pull back in my own social media use. So, so that was a baby step. Um, then in 2017, I mentioned the email. Um, a little back step to that is a few months prior to the purge and organization of my crazy email situation, I had tackled about 10,000 photos on my iPhone. Um, in my business, digital marketing, uh, visual content is very important. So I would find myself scrolling through literally thousands of photos to look for something for work. And there was a lot of visual representation from the year my mom was not well. Um, because I was selling her property, I had photo documented everything um, oh. for sentimental reasons. But I wasn't ready to revisit it yet. But I was too scared to like think I had saved it appropriately to the cloud and delete it off my phone. So it was like... A <laughs> A gutting, mm. <laughs> you know, every time I was just scrolling for something for work. So, sure. so there had been um, some incremental steps, but it was that day, a year after I did the digital decluttering that changed my life. I, I, in that year, I started doing things for myself, like exercising, um, learning new things, listening to great podcasts, not just true crime, which yeah. was kind of my thing back then. And right <laughs> now I can't even imagine that I spent any spare time listening to true crime. Not if you're into it, Hey, rock it on. Yeah. But for me, I started listening to stuff about neuroscience and self-leadership and personal development. Like my taste changed. Mm -hmm. I suddenly had room to grow. Um, I, t I spent a thousand dollars on an online course to learn how to give live workshops. Because at the time I was like really interested in just speaking at conferences and leading digital marketing, like how to for small business stuff. So within a year, I was doing that. I was speaking at conferences. And, and, and then um, because of all this good learning, I, I wasn't at all on a path like I'm thinking I needed to lose weight. But I did because I read some great stuff, not just like eat this, eat that, whatever, it was really about the mindset and some stuff. And I was so receptive to it. And I was starting to learn how our brains work. And so I was like, wait a second, I just lost 20 pounds. And I know it's not coming back. Like, I've done that before. <laughs> so what happened? And I realized, ah, the same mental construct that was the undergirding for my digital decluttering um, applied to the weight loss. So I was actually at first enamored by my weight loss journey. And I actually wrote a book about it that is not out in the world yet, but oh, wow. Oh, good. Yeah. So, so I did that. And then I went, wait, first things first, what roadblock allowed that to happen? And I realized it was the digital decluttering. And so I reverse engineered 
and created content. Um, and so with, you know, then I started sharing that somewhat like in master classes a couple of times. And I realized I need to, I want to live in a world where on the God, my girlfriend's podcast, I want my girlfriends to not live with this burden anymore. Cause that would like elevate the quality of our conversations, yes. <laughs> you know? So like oh my more gosh. people need to know about this. So that's why I packaged it in a way that would hopefully bring that learning. There's a ton of practical application, but you learn about you <laughs> along the way. Um, and that is very translatable to other areas of your life. And then things get really good on the other side, of all that. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break from the conversation and let Irene tell you a little bit more about her digital decluttering course. You're a superstar who needs to acknowledge her light and get unstuck. What recurring issues are holding you back? I can help. As a longtime creative entrepreneur and business owner, I've kicked down nearly any roadblock to success you can imagine. Now I'm offering coaching, courses, and consultation to empower you to shine and succeed. Join my email list at irenewilliams.com. It's time to forever wapow self-limiting beliefs, scattered goals and branding, lack of digital organization, over-servicing and undercharging, heck, even body image and up and down weight struggles that zap your confidence. Let me be your guide to the other side. Over here, the path to being your fullest superstar self is wide open and business success is just a byproduct of beautiful you flourishing from the inside out. Join my email list at irenewilliams.com today and follow me on Instagram at, at irenewilliamsofficial. Now's your time to shine. So, um, full disclosure, I've been very blessed that Irene's been doing a focus group on this new digital decluttering course, and I've been a part of it. And already, just a few of the little things that I've been able to implement have been life-changing. I mean, truly, um, I don't want to give anything away. So I'm going to let, I'm just going to ask you. So, so many people have tried to clean out their inboxes and take breaks from social media, but those attempts don't work. It's like, you just end up back in the same place. So why is that? And how is your approach different with this? Right. So a lot of people look at it as they do when their hall closet gets out of whack you know, and they need to square away a Saturday afternoon to get their hall closet cleaned out and take all that stuff to charity. And, and then six months later, the closet is cluttered again. (laughs) So we, we take a lot of those same just functional tactics and try to apply them to our digital lives. But here's the deal. Digital is, um, there are some things that translate in terms of organization and actually touch on that. It's learned behavior, but I'm good at organizing my physical space as well. And I'm not a minimalist. I like my stuff. Um, But, but, you know, there is that undergirding of what happened in the first place that allowed the clutter. And part of that, that some commonalities that we can address here are, first of all, people moralize their clutter. Like it's a mark against their character. If things get um, thick in the inbox or I spent too much time on social media, tisk, tisk, tisk. Yeah. They treat it like a moral issue. Um, and, or, um, they decree themselves lazy cause they couldn't get rid of all those phone photos or they get distracted by, I need an app to help me 
not do this or not do that. Or I need, you know, so they try and then make it a very like, um, because I was naughty and allowed this to happen, I need intervention from an outside source, that kind of thing. So there's that internal stuff that we do to ourselves as human beings and kind of beat ourselves up. About things. <laughs> and then we're trying to like add on top to make it better. And then there's the reality that my friends, we live in the exponential future. That means in this century in which we are existing, we are going to experience advancements in technology. We're already in the thick of it that will represent like 20,000 years of progress in terms of technology compared to other centuries in which we experienced 100 years of advancements. Technology wow. is so rapidly evolving and it goes beyond what our human brains can even, we, we invented it and yet we can't keep up with it. So we're in this crazy melee of progression and we just have these very basic human brains and we have stuff to do in the day to day. <laughs> and so when you converge those factors, it's completely understandable that pretty much all of us would have some level of struggle with technology. And, and like you said, it's, it's far reaching. It's, you know, it's not just emails or we've got emails, we've got text, chat messaging, we've got our phones, you know, and our, and trying to sync up all of our photos and thousands of photos and digital files. I, I was telling you that my husband <laughs> was yelling at me the other day because I could not find anything. I was so frustrated and he could hear me down the hall going, Ugh! and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I can't find this, this, the project I'm working on. He goes, well, where did you save it? And I'm like, I don't know. And he goes, aren't you, aren't you supposed to be doing a digital decluttering course? I was like, I don't have time to do it because I'm too busy looking for <laughs> stuff on my computer. <laughs> and he Sing just, it sister. <laughs> I know it's the irony. <laughs> oh that, my gosh. Yes. People really struggle. Yeah. I mean, so much of my time is spent looking, like you said, looking for a picture I need, looking for a file I need. It's so crazy. Um, People are literally burning hours upon hours. Like there, there are studies that have been done, you know, that, that look at the American workforce and just the quest to find what you need. You're losing a, a large part of a, an entire work day, just searching. So, right. you know, when I talk about this content in the system that I'm sharing, on the one hand, I can get emotional because I got my life back. I, I like run my business better. I can be with my friends more. I can record a podcast in the middle of the day and not, you know, fret about what's happening over in my email box. But there's also a very practical business minded side that I'm truly more efficient. You know, I am, this is an essential soft skill that I have mastered and I hope other people do too of all ages and stages of life because we are in the exponential future and unless you opt to literally go off the grid, you are going to engage with technology in some form or fashion in literally every day of your life. And if it overwhelms you, you are just, you're really at a disadvantage as a modern human being. That's right. And I think... Um... I mean, I've had some friends at times, I, I, I'll just think, I won't call her out, but I have a friend se several years ago that, um, you know, we were just starting to send music files, you know, MP3s 
Yes. And she was like, I am not messing with these MP3s. If someone wants me to sing a demo, they have to send me a CD in the mail. I am not doing this. And I mean, she just sort of put her foot down about it. And of course that didn't last too long. Uh, And for me, even my husband's like, we're going to teach you how to record at home. And I'm like, no, I don't want to learn how to record at home, but we can either just dig our heels in and not move along with technology or we're going to be left behind. I mean, I think with almost any sort, whatever our profession is, or even just on a personal level, um, we have to be able to learn how to make friends with the pace of technology, but within a way that makes it work for them. Right. Don't you think there's like a, a balance there? Yes. Everything is up for your personal interpretation and what works for your business and lifestyle. But the reality is when you, you, when you wrangle that technology and, and you're leading your use of it, you're not subject to it. It, it can really truly enhance your life. I go back to the fact that I've worked from home for over two decades, you guys. So long before most people, I mean, in the past year at the time we're recording this, a lot of people have gone home-based or work from anywhere because of technology. I could have told you over 20 years ago, this was a possibility because I worked at that time um, for an agency in the Chicago area. And I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee, and was able to do that really quite seamlessly just because I had a good internet connection. That was before Zoom or any of that, (laughs) you know, so, um, so I have been comfortable to a degree, at least with the use of technology, because it granted me so much freedom. Mm. And it allowed me to maintain a Nashville lifestyle and have a Chicago level job, you know, that was pretty incredible. So, um, Technology is my friend. It's a horrible master, and I've experienced the other side of it as well. But when I when I use it to my advantage, it's a wonderful thing. And when I see people dig in their heels and refuse to participate, I actually um, feel a pang of sadness for them because they're missing out. Right. Um, again living in overwhelm is no way to be. And that's a lot of people end up in that default mode of being overwhelmed by it. But when we approach it intelligently and with the techniques in the system that I'm so happy to share, these are wonderful tools. Um, I see high level executives who never touch social media and they have teams and they don't need to in terms of posting for their business or whatever. But if they could, and, but there is a level of fear that they would get quote unquote sucked in, you know, to social media, which is abundantly easy to have happen without the right techniques and approaches to it. But I can tell you as somebody who owns her own business, my opportunities work-wise and relationships and networking are very abundant because I can artfully use time on social media. I'm not scrolling Um, obsessively or mindlessly, but I'm very, I I do it for market research. I have met phenomenal people. I have dear friends that I met on Twitter 10 Mm. years ago, you know, so just by merit of either being overwhelmed or fearful of it, we could be missing out on some really key things that could transform our opportunities. And I would rather you come to it intelligently 
without fear and give it a chance and find it's not for you than to avoid it, having it not gone well previously, or just avoid it entirely because you've heard bad things, um, because then you're still subject to it. You know, it was still in the lead and it's still the enemy. And these are, these are tools (laughs) that can work very good, good things in our lives if we use them well. Right. Just like with almost anything. I mean, learn how to use it rather than letting it abuse you, right? Exactly. Hi, friends. We're taking one more quick break to remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by God and My Girlfriends Ministries, which is a nonprofit that supports women in all walks of life. Women helping women be everything God created them to be. That's our mission. We have online Bible studies and book clubs, a single mama's ministry, live events and workshops, as well as this podcast. If you'd like to support our mission or become involved with any of our programs, feel free to message us on our website, which is www.godandmygirlfriendsonline.com. Or you can find us on one of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're everywhere. So reach out when you can and let us know how we can serve you or maybe someone that you know. And now back to the conversation. What have you learned from teaching and coaching people through their digital, social, mobile challenges? Yes, it's been very interesting. In casual conversation, a lot of people will start with the oh, I can't get off Facebook. Why am I scrolling it all the time? But when I actually poll people and get them to divulge their deepest pain points, it is very clearly and consistently email clutter that um, is pervasive and shows to be the most hurtful (laughs) to folks. So in conveying my information, I actually prioritize the focus on email where, you know, two years ago as I was really packaging the system to share with the world, I presumed I might need to start over on social media as a place to bring the greatest relief to folks. But email plagues the humans very greatly. And, um, and I feel yeah, I mean, because that as a business person, and as just somebody who is living life in this era, you know, um, email is a remains a core form of communication, though that is evolving with chat apps and texting. And so there are some shifts happening that we all need to stay on top of. But that email burden really surprised me. And then another commonality kind of related to that is how many people have actually made their situations worse by adding unnecessarily to their technology. So email is an excellent example of this, where um, as I'm teaching this first round of the course, I found there were several people and I was coaching one-on-one. We were spending an hour at a time on Zoom trying to screen share and talk through things. And it was because they had done things like use um, smart folders. Like, so an email comes in and it automatically goes into this particular folder and it also stays in the inbox and, um, and they did that like as a backup, but if you're maintaining your inbox on a regular basis, you don't need that added technology because then when you try and declutter, there are syncing issues and, and sync S-Y-N-C right. makes yeah. you S-I-N-K <laughs> down into the floor because it. it doesn't work, you know? So, um, so yeah, so a lot of people, rather than getting to the core of the issue, started bringing in third-party apps and ex- extra functionality that actually 
ultimately works against them. And I didn't realize I actually had to add content to my course to address that universally, um, even though some people are using Gmail or Apple Mail or, you know, other platforms. Gosh, <laughs> it just got a little, a little too wacky for folks. So yeah. get it simplified for you. And then all that stuff's not necessary. And that's what's great about your course, too, is it, it doesn't matter what platform, it doesn't matter what email you're using, what what technology, if you're Apple, if you're Mac, or if you're um, uh, Android, I mean, you cover all of that, right? So yes, so I explain, I'm not an expert in technology, I'm an authority in how to simplify and declutter. So I have to be agnostic in terms of the brand or specific nature of the technology. So I'm teaching principles that apply no matter what you're using, whatever phone is in your hand or laptop you're sitting in front of, the principles translate. And, um, and certainly that was a, you know, as I started getting this out in the world, I was like, how specific are people going to get with their questions? And, and, you know, there are times where they need, uh, this all has to work in the real world. So we may have to dig to find a particular answer, but if you conquer these core principles, if, two years from now, you switch to Microsoft from Mac products, you wouldn't change how you approach any of your organization or management. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's more about changing us and how we're thinking and our approach to stuff, right? Absolutely. Yes. What are, just before we let you go, what are some top tips that can give some relief to listeners who are struggling? Yes. So if you never, Right. If you end up never in further into my universe, you know, I would love for you to join my email list and learn about this course and and tag along. But if this is the only thing you're going to get from me, the very first tip that I always say, please, please do is turn off your notifications. And I've shared this previously with Marcia, but it's so important. It is. You know, the arbitrary, unsolicited ding, ding, ping, ping of notifications disrupts your cognitive flow, it derails your concentration, and it diverts your attention to places you don't want it to go in that moment. Um, And that is very, very artfully crafted by the technology creators. They want to get your attention and get you back to their platform. And then they want you to buy stuff from their advertisers, but you can be in control of that by turning off those notifications. It will change your life. Then the the core skill, the life skill is that then you're you're demanding of yourself to actively go and check. You know, I do this stuff professionally, so I have to stay on top of is my client getting direct messages through Instagram? Is is there something happening on Facebook that I need to know about? But I, of my own volition, go over and check. And then I'm still in charge of that process. And it does not deplete me mentally. So turn off those notifications. <laughs> that That's the first one, the, one. Yeah. I, when I did it, I... I'll, I'll say, honestly, I had a little bit of anxiety about it. I was like, but if I turn off the notifications, what if I miss a message or, or, you know, but it has been so freeing. I don't, you're right. There's something, or I'll speak for myself. There was something in my brain that when I looked down and I saw the little, you know, number pop up on my Facebook app or my Instagram app, I was like, oh, 
what is that? You know, it's what like wondrous thing. What am I missing? Thing yes. Am I missing? <laughs> I need to go see what's going on. And just turning off those notifications. I do keep my notifications on for my text messages. Yes. And that's always up for interpretation. So I manage my text message life really well. So pretty much if somebody's texting me, I do want to know about it. Mm -hmm. And I allow calendar alerts because, and that's something I addressed in the course actually. So, um, learning to set and respect calendar alerts can be extremely helpful for daily productivity. So, um, I pay attention to those now. So those are allowed. (laughs) <laughs> but most are not. And, and every time you download an app, it, it wants you to immediately allow notifications. Please, friends, make that life policy to nope, 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 no notifications for right. any app, you know. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's uh, yeah, just that one little thing. Although, again, I don't know why I was hesitant. I was like, oh, I don't. I don't know. I sh- shouldn't turn off notifications. Then what if I miss something like, well, if you're changing your, your habits and you're starting to do things intentionally mm-hmm. and check things intentionally, then you, you shouldn't miss them, you're, right? You're good. You're good. And there might be a wee bit of a delay compared to before, but honestly, the way that I approach things, I'm so very prompt. Um, because again, I, I know I do this professionally, but I have a system. I, I set inbox time. I set check those apps time. And so there's a defined process that keeps me on top of it and also allows me to step away, I which love, is wonderful. I mean, I really think this course is going to change people's lives. And I'm so proud of you for going, all right, I'm going to take these things that I learned and put them out in the world so that I can help other people. I mean, I say this all the time. I think we learn best from each other. And when we learn something, being able to share it with others is so important. And you're doing that. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. It's exciting. And I am someone who's real cautious about using terms like calling or passion, because I think those can get bantered around a lot and actually their importance diffused and diluted. But I do feel there, I have a calling. I found something that is very prevalent and important and I'm passionate about sharing it. And there's a lot of work that goes behind getting this out into the world, but I really do think the world will be a better place the more people who are not in an adversarial relationship with their technology. This is the day in which we live. It's, it's really vital for mental health. It's the soft skill nobody talks about. Yeah. And if we can get there, um, we'll all benefit. That's right. We can't really live in this world today and just say, I'm not going to do it at all. I mean, like I said, you know, it's, we just can't, I mean, gotta show up, gotta show up. So, um, yeah. Like my son used to say, Mama, if you're not appearing, you're disappearing. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I know. He used to try to get me to go out to like gigs and stuff. It's like, you got to show up, Mom, you know. But now it's now it, a lot of people use social media for that, you know. Absolutely. It's like, especially if you're self employed. And, um, you know, that's how you stay in, it, you know, in people's minds and in their memories, they see you show up in their feed. I mean, that's just the world we live in. And, you know, I also think that so many people now don't have just one job anymore. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of people, um, I mean, they may have a job, but then they're doing something else on the side that maybe is their, for lack of a better word, passion or whatever, sure. you know, maybe they're starting a, a secondary job or they're um, like, I have this nonprofit that I'm doing on the side, you know, different things. Yes. And so in order to promote those things that we love and that we want to T- tell people about, we have to learn how to use technology and using it well and wisely is what you're teaching us all. And I'm so grateful for that. Oh, thank you. Obviously in the show notes, we're going to link to your website. We're going to link um, to all of the things you and I will talk about, and I'll make sure we get all the links that we need so that everyone can find you and connect with you for your life coaching. You have amazing blogcasts. I was looking on your website you help change our minds about a lot of things, which is what I've noticed. It's like that, that decluttering can, it can have little arms that go out into all areas of our lives. And then I can see that. And so I think everyone needs to go check all of that out. It's good. It's just good stuff. What is your clutter? Let me help you get that roadblock out of the way and get on to the next wonderful thing. Yes. That is fantastic. So what's, what's next for you? What's, um, what's coming up next in Irene Williams world? (laughs) Um, getting this content out into the world. So I'm regularly posting my website is irenewilliams.com. That's right. And so that was a very clever name for me to use. And How'd you come up with that? Uh, you know, well, there is a story behind getting the <laughs> .com actually, because oh. my name is not, it's not very common, but when you add Williams to any first name, there's yeah. a million of them out there. But anyway, so there's a story on my blogcast about okay. getting the .com. A totally interesting story. But anyway, so yeah, so got that. And that's where I'm putting my content. And I do share about digital decluttering, but all kind of life stuff, personal development, mm-hmm. self-leadership is my broader focus. So if anybody hops over there and just joins the email list, you'll certainly be apprised anytime the course content goes live. And so that's course courses in the live coaching that I offer folks. And because I really do, I, I just, I want you to, to get past um, the burden and the overwhelm. So come along for the ride. I know I can see it's that's where you're good on is. the other side. I believe you. I mean, I'm just baby stepping in and I'm already seeing big, big changes in my own life. So that's awesome. Irene, thank you so much. You are thank awesome, you. girl. You are. I love your podcast. You were oh. meant to do this, my dear. Oh, that's so kind of you. Thank you so much. I feel like I'm don't know what I'm doing, but you know, I, I, it's been one of those things, this this whole ministry and the podcast and everything I've, I've kind of gone back to the whole, um, you know, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. So (laughs) I felt called to do it. And, um, and he has been equipping me along the way through a lot of people, a lot of help. So it's, it's a, it's been, it's been really fun and I've loved doing it. And I thank you for your encouragement. Absolutely. I so enjoy it. And I'm honored to be now one of your episodes. Yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> we'll have you back because we can talk. We we already discussed other things we can talk about. So oh, we we'll, will definitely yes, have we will you back. peel that apart. <laughs> <laughs> we will say hi to JP. Give him a hug for me. I will. And you have a wonderful day, my friend. Thank you. Thank you Bye. so much. Much, much thanks to Irene for coming on today and sharing about this awesome course that she's got. I'm telling you, I've only implemented a couple of things and already 
my life has changed seriously. Now, if I can just keep it together, I can, I can, I will. Make sure you get in touch with Irene. IreneWilliams.com is her website again. Um, and, and find her on Instagram, too. Instagram at IreneWilliamsOfficial. Irene Williams official on Instagram. She's always putting great content out there. She does these little video blogs with encouragement and little um, bits of information that will just, they're just helpful. They're just helpful. Irene is just a helpful lady. And I'm so glad she was here. I'm so glad you guys joined us again this week. Um, Next week, we're going to focus on self-care. I know that's a big topic. We're going to talk about some things that we can do, just little things to um, take care of ourselves because we need to do that. Until next week, hope everyone is blessed, happy, healthy. Let us know if you need anything. Y'all stay safe and be well.